Oh, guys, I'm really sorry that uh, we're a little bit delayed this morning, but we're, we're here, and I'm glad that you're here, and it's great that we get the opportunity to worship. Well done for being here today. I um, just want to give us some moments, really, to gather to Jesus, to gather before him and get ready for whatever is ahead. And it's an opportunity for us as a church to um, just, again, hear the voice of Jesus to play our part right now in what I guess all around us seems to be chaos and panic. And so I want to share this morning just a few things. There's some practical things I want to share, but there's, first of all, some things about getting our eyes and our focus upon the Lord Jesus. So if we've, if we've got it loaded, I'd, I'd like to get us to stand up. We're going to read Psalm 91. In fact, this is the most important thing that we're going to do, probably, out of what I'm going to say. We're going to declare the word of God. And so, um, are we ready to do this? Okay. So Psalm 91 says this, Those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God and I trust him. For he will rescue you from every trap and protect you from deadly disease. He will cover you with his feathers. He will shelter you with his wings. His faithful promises are your armour and protection. Hallelujah. Do not be afraid of the terrors of the night, nor the arrow that flies in the day. Do not dread the disease that stalks in darkness, nor the disaster that strikes at midday. Though a thousand fall at your side, though ten thousand are dying around you, these evils will not touch you. Just open your eyes. See how the wicked are punished. If you make the Lord your refuge, if you make the Most High your shelter, no evil will conquer you. No plague will come near your home. For he will order his angels to protect you wherever you go. They will hold you up with their hands so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. You will trample upon lions and cobras. You will crush fierce lions and serpents under your feet. The Lord says, I will rescue those who love me. I will protect those who trust in my name. When they call on me, I will answer. I will be with them in trouble. I will rescue and honour them. I will reward them with a long life and give them my salvation. Amen. Amen. Holy Spirit, right now, I, I just thank you that that's your word. I want to pray, let it instill faith in place of fear. Let it build courage instead of self-centeredness. Let it release hope instead of hype. And let Jesus be glorified in us in this day and for the nations in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Just take your seats for a moment. I haven't got time to go through everything I was going to share this morning, but there's some important things that I just feel God wants to instill upon us. You know, the Lord is our refuge and fortress. 
And before we get into any of the practical stuff, I just want you to know, we need to know that that's our place of safety right now. We need to know that the name of the Lord is a strong tower. It's not just words that we say, it's how we live our life. And the truth is that so often we get the privilege of saying words and not really having them tested. You know, we talk about following the Lord. We talk about believing in all the things that he says. But very rarely do we have to really put that on the line. Right now is a time for us as the people of God to look to Jesus and to let his light shine upon us right now. Not just for our sakes. This isn't about us at all. In fact, it's about him and it's about the people all around us who are in panic and despair. And I want to encourage us right now that we live with the Lord as our refuge and our fortress so that he will be glorified and seen to be the Lord of all the earth. Paul writes in Galatians 2 verse 20, and I love this verse, I see it in a new way, um, there's a context to it, but he puts the same thing in place. He says, the life I live in the body, okay, Not, not in the sort of up here, in some kind of abstract sense. Now, the life I live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. You see, we live a life that is reflected in the life that Jesus lived. Jesus wasn't a self-preserving saviour. He was a self-sacrificing saviour. And he lived that life in the flesh. He wasn't just word, he was the word that became flesh. And he lived it out practically. That's what we get to do. And we get to do it in him. The life I live in the body, I now live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Guys, this isn't a comfortable time, is it? It's not comfortable. Do you know what? I don't think the Bible ever says it was meant to be. Hallelujah. It's not meant to be comfortable. We're meant to live with the comforter. Not necessarily in comfort. You need to hear that this isn't meant to be a comfortable existence. It's meant to be a time when we give ourselves for the glory of God. And I just know that when things that we say that we don't rely on get shaken, um, it it causes us to realise what we do put our trust in. The gods of health and wealth have been shaken, haven't they? Let's be honest, I've got a funny story to tell you. Not that we've got millions at all, because we haven't, but we do have a financial advisor that sometimes helps us with the little bits of pennies that we have, and we're trying to think about how do we make it you know, go into the future. About a month ago, our financial advisor, it sounds very posh, a guy helps us with our figures, all right, and the, and the numbers. He came around and he said, well, do you know, I'm quite happy the way that you've invested your pennies. Um, we've seen a, a little bit of growth here, and a month later, I don't know what you're relying on in terms of your wealth, but you know, in an instant, God can take it away. That's what he's doing. Our health. Do you know, I've got my health, got my health, and suddenly, oh my word, all the experts, how do we, how do we deal with this thing? The greatest minds, not sure. And, and, it, and it rocks us, doesn't it? And it makes us realise that, and it's good that we know this, that we're not invincible and that we are mortal. And we need to recognise that we're creatures and we have a creator that we have to come close to. And so the first thing I want to say today for all of us in this room is, do you know, do you know 
whose you are? Do you know that you have utter confidence in the God who made you and that in Jesus Christ you have hope for eternity through the cross and resurrection? Do you know Jesus as the hope? So that if your life were taken from you today, you would have absolute and utter peace and confidence that you're going into a place with him forever. Because let me tell you, there's a lot of fear out there about death. There might even in this room be amongst us fear of death. Guys, I, I, I just want to get close to you today with the love of Jesus and I want you to, to hear his words of comfort and his words of strength to you, that you don't have to fear death. You don't have to be afraid. Look, we all have fears. We all do. Why we need to come with them right now is to lay those fears at the place where it was dealt with once and for all, and that's the cross of Jesus Christ. His cross is the power to defeat death. His cross is the power to defeat the fear of death. And if you're afraid... If you've asked yourself the question, I'm really afraid if I die tonight, I want you to know that to live in Christ is great, but to die is even better. You're not so confident, are you? But it's true. Look, no one wants to go earlier than they should. But I have a statistic that might alarm you. One out of one people die. (laughs) And so you've got to be ready for this. And you need to know where your hope is. There's only one place. It's found in Jesus. It's found in putting your trust in him. Now, I know we know these things. What I'm saying is week in and week out, we sing about it. You've sung about it this morning. But right now, we need to live and believe it and live in the good of it. That is so important. And I trust that we've even done that today. And if you're wobbling on any level of this, I want you right now to know There is power and security in Jesus Christ. Power in his name. Power to know strength in life. And even if you face death right in the face, you know it's not going to conquer you because he's come out the other side and you are in him, so you will too. Hallelujah. And that's what we've got to live with in confidence before a world that is absolutely panicking. How do I deal with this? And I want you to understand that we now are called to be people who not just talk about faith, but live with practical expressions of that faith in the way that we are. Because it needs to dispel the fear all around us. And that's why I started here. Because if we get this, it will help us to live bravely and boldly and brightly for our king. Because you see, our saviour isn't a saviour who came to self-preserve himself. He was a saviour who gave himself in self-sacrifice. And actually, that's what we're called to do as the people of God. I want to I share a few things that hopefully will help us do. I've got some practical things to share as well, um, which I trust will be really helpful to us. But I want to, I want, I want first of all, get us Exchange fear for faith. I want us to be atmosphere changers. I want you to be the people that when you go into the supermarket, when you go into your workplace, if you're allowed to go in, or you go amongst your family or in the neighbourhood, that you come 
with the presence and power of Jesus that changes the atmosphere and says, do you know what? He's king. You can find safety in him. I, I, I was absolutely amazed on Friday. I went into Eldie and it was almost like you could feel the tangible fear in people's lives. You know, I was walking down the aisle, one aisle and this lady, little lady, was looking at the bread and she was so small she couldn't reach it. And I, I just said, oh, can I help you to get that? And it was, ah! <laughs> He's going to touch me! He's going to touch my bread! It's, it's crazy, isn't it? Absolutely crazy, but it's shaken everything. I mean, how can it be that within in four weeks we're now fighting over toilet paper? <laughs> I, you know, okay, we laugh about it, but it's true. Can I ask a question? What do people do? I, I'm sorry, no, I won't ask that question. <laughs> I'm talking about the amounts now rather than I, I, I've, I've worked out certain things. But seriously, what are people? What are people? fighting over it's fear isn't it and do you know what fear is fear is faith that's misappropriated it's faith that is put in wrong gods and Jesus wants to align us again with him and and, and we've got to be people who carry hope we're to be those that talk confidently and boldly, not, oh my word, the world is dead, the world is... Look, yes, <laughs> there's going to be a time when it's going to be wrapped up. But you know what? The good God. And he's breaking in. And he's breaking out. And praise the Lord, you can know him. So I want to encourage you to be someone that exchanges fear for faith. But this is the thing I want us to hear, almost prophetically. This is a time for us to arise and shine. Okay? Isaiah 60 verses 1 to 2 says this, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, darkness covers the earth. Thick darkness is over the peoples. Boy, you see that, don't you? You feel that. But the Lord rises upon you. Hallelujah. And his glory appears over you hallelujah we will be light and it's time for us to let that light shine with and for the glory of god and you know what unlikely heroes emerge in the trenches of adversity and conflict and this is the time for the church do you know what you've been prepared for such a time as this you've been got ready you know, we've been praying, haven't we? Lord, shake our nation, awaken the lost. And maybe we had thoughts that he might do it in a certain way. But he's answered our prayers. He's answered our prayers. I think he's got attention. And it's time for us now to arise and be the unlikely heroes. Maybe some of you are thinking, who am I? You're a leader in the Lord Jesus. You're someone that carries the hope and the light of Jesus in such a way that you can lead your colleagues, you can lead your family, you can lead your neighbours into a place of hope and peace. As you pray, the Spirit comes. As you talk about Jesus, the gospel wakes them up. You, little old you, unlikely you, in the purposes of God, you were made for this time. 
And this is what the church is for. This is why we're here. We're not here to run away. We're not here to self-preserve. We're here to bless. We're here to give ourselves. I just want you to know that plague, pestilence and pandemic is not new. We sometimes feel in our comfortable, cosy world where it's all sheltered and NHS and all that sort of stuff. We've got, you know, we've got the health service, we've got you know, the, the pharmacy and all that. Generations have lived before us with greater outbreaks of things and, and they had to deal with it. Look, in the Roman Empire, in the first 300 years uh, of when the church was born, there was plague after plague after plague. A third of the then Roman world was wiped out by smallpox. Let me tell you stories. This is true, absolutely true. In, in those days, in Rome, when small, smallpox broke out in 165, a guy called Dionysius records this. He says that all the pagans, those that didn't follow, didn't believe in the gods of the Jews or the Christians, they basically put their victims, their family members, they left them outside the house. Some of them just left them and went to other places where they thought they would be safe, leaving their own family members to die. It was the Christians, the despised, cursed, almost persecuted to death Christians that gathered up the smallpox victims, often got infected themselves. Some died, although there's amazing stories of how God preserved them and they, and they miraculously kept safe. And in that time, they cared for those that everyone else had rejected. And the, the book I was reading by a guy called Robert Stark, The Rise of Christianity, he says it was a turning point of how despised, cursed people became the most dominant force in the Roman Empire. It was the rise of Christianity because through the power of sacrificial love, they were willing to die so that others might live. That sounds like somebody that we know called Jesus. Have you heard of him? That's how he lived. And church, that's how we get to live right now. Can I tell you something? It really grieved me this week. When we have these things happen and self-preservation kicks in, it's the poorest, the neediest, the most vulnerable, the weakest that get kicked. They're the ones that miss out. And it's hurt me this week to hear some of the guys that we have the privilege of working with on the streets saying some of the places where they would normally go to get stuff, it's just closing down because no one wants to be, you know, drawing back, drawing back, Ooh, virus. And, and some of these guys are saying, what are we going to do? I want to tell you something. Even if it's just me, I don't care. I'm getting out there. Getting into that place where we get to work with them. We get to sacrifice ourselves. We get to put ourselves into the place where we care for those guys. Because we are followers of Jesus, and that's what followers of Jesus do. We are not, in the name of so-called wisdom, going to let fear rule. I'm going to talk about this in a moment. Look, we do need to be wise. I'm going to talk about that in a moment. I'm not saying that there aren't moments when we need to self-isolate, where we need to protect the vulnerable. We do need to care for those in our own community who are, you know, their immune system's not up to it. They're, they're, they're dealing with other underlying health issues. They're elderly. We, we, need, we need to care, and we're going to do that. In fact, that's where we get to do it as a family. 
If we're aware of people who are not here today because they've self-isolated, we need to make sure that we're in touch with them and that we know that we can help them if they need food, if they need care, if they're not on their own so that we can make sure that they are blessed. But at the end of the day, I want to say to all of us, look, to live is Christ. If I die, I gain. And so therefore I'm giving myself because I know I can't lose. And I want us to be a church right now. Do you know what? I don't think this is like smallpox. This isn't like bubonic plague. It really isn't. But we can be in a place where we say, I am sacrificing myself so that in this, people will come to Jesus. People will see that he is worthy, that I can find hope in him. And if I can give myself, even for one, so that they will actually get saved, so be it, because he's worth it. Does that make sense? Come on. I, I just, I want to give some practical advice. I, I just want us to finish on this, really. Some applications. The first thing I want to say to you is, we need to be a people of prayer alongside faith. I, I just am so amazed at how the, the Lord has gone ahead of us. You know, we started a year with a prayer covenant. Do you remember that? And we get to pray every day. Today, we pray for our nation. Whoa. Oh, that's strange. Sounds like we could do with praying for our nation right now. On, on, on Mondays, we pray for personal revival. In other words, praying for us to be strengthened in the Lord. Wow. Don't we need to do that right now? Tuesday, we pray for leaders. Oh, there's a thing. We've got a lot of leaders that need a lot of wisdom right now. Wednesday, provision. Thursday, healings. Friday, salvations. Saturday, miracle signs and wonders. And then back, praying for our nation again. The Lord has gone ahead of us. Hallelujah. Are you excited by that? We get to pray. We get to pray. And, and I just want to encourage you. We really do pray. Lord, stop this virus. Jesus, break in. Spirit, break out. And we declare it. With our words, we declare life. Now look, don't mishear me. I'm not talking about shouting up there and thinking that somehow germs don't exist down here. No, 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 no. But in the power of the tongue is life and death. And we get to speak it in the name of Jesus. And those of us who are followers of Jesus, you don't know how much power you have in your praying. It's time for us to get connected with the truth about this. And I, I, I'm doing this myself right now. Every time I pick up my phone, ding, coronavirus, ding, coronavirus. So every time that comes up, I'm saying, coronavirus, you submit now to Jesus. Jesus, break in. Jesus, get my focus on you. Please, will you stop it in its tracks for your glory? I want to encourage you, prayer and faith. Can I encourage you, pray for our government. Pray for our leaders. I want to say this right now. As a leadership team, we've had a, a lot of chats about what we're going to do. I'll tell you what we decided to do. Because God says that this is important, our leaders, whether we like that or not, have been appointed by him. Whether you like Boris Johnson or not, whether you think he's out for you or, or for you, it doesn't matter. In that sense, it's irrelevant. Actually, for the season as this, God has put him and that government in power. And so what we're saying is, We'll follow Jesus as our king, but we will also listen to those that he set in authority to guide us and help us at this time. 
So we will listen to the advice that the government gives and we will make our decisions on that basis. And I need to say this because at the moment there are many, many contrary voices out there. Some saying this, some saying that. So guess what? We're going to listen to those that God has put in power. Okay, you might say we're foolish. No, I don't think we are. I think we're following what the word of God says. And I want you to pray for our government. And can I say this? If you're one of the people who criticise our government, rather than criticise, will you pray for them? If you hear people around you, in your workplace, in your neighbourhood, saying, this government doesn't care, this government... Just say, okay, well, let's pray for them so that they would see things differently. Change the atmosphere. Let me tell you something. Complaining criticism is to the devil what thanksgiving is to God. You see, criticism and complaining is the praise of the devil. If I can use that phrase, I don't even like using praise in that context. As God's people, we get to be the people who declare the goodness of God, even over people that we don't always agree with. Hallelujah. That's what the gospel does. I want to encourage us. At this time, we need to be united, not divided. I want to ask you to do something. I want you to pray that you will know the, the, the wisdom to know when it's right to self-isolate and when it's right to self-give. We need to follow the advice that we've been given. If you're sick, you know what? I don't need to tell you what the symptoms of coronavirus is. I'm sure you've read it about a thousand times already. You know what it is. If you know those symptoms, then self-isolate. Find somebody. Let somebody know. Can I just say, I think it's Heather. Oh, we've got some of these here. We've got some forms here. If, if you need to do that, we've got some forms right here that you can contact. We, as a church, we want to be in a place where we can support those that need to be in that place. If you're aware of somebody who's over 70 or needs to be in that category of being in isolation, we want to help and care. We want to do that. We want to pray that we would know the wisdom of when we self-isolate, when we self-give. If we're healthy, let's just keep giving. If we're not, Let's be wise. Let's do what God asks us to do and listen to our leaders. Does that make sense? Can I also say this? I'm sure you haven't done this. I'm sure you haven't because I know, I know you're good. You, you, you listen to what the Lord says. But should it be the case that you've kind of been one of those people that's raided the supermarket? <laughs> that for whatever reason you filled your cupboards with flour? <laughs> May the Lord preserve you from weevils, for a start off. <laughs> but if you have done that, I want to I ask you to do something. I want to ask you to share. I want to ask you to cook for others. I want to ask you to give to the food bank. Because guess what? Guess who will suffer when you nick all the food out of the supermarkets? Well, sorry, you might pay for it, but you understand what I'm saying. <laughs> it's the poor. It's those who are vulnerable. They're the ones. They're the ones that miss out. I want to ask you to pray that you'll be guarded from selfishness. I want you to pray that you would pray for those who are around you who are vulnerable. We need faith and we need prayer. Can I just give you some practical things that, 
that we're going to do as a church. Now, look, we don't know whether this is the last time for a little while we're going to get to meet together. Our numbers are down quite heavily today. And, and it's obvious because certain people have said, you know, we need to kind of back off. There are some churches that have made decisions. Look, every church needs to make their decision before the Lord. We, at the moment, whilst the government says we can meet, we will meet. When the government says we won't, we won't. But this is what we want to do. This is the plan that we put in place. We want to encourage you to get into small groups. If you're in a small group, praise the Lord. Don't get too big with it, but just have a small group. If you're not in a small group, I want to encourage you to get together with brothers and sisters and meet. And what we're going to do this week, we're going to set up some live streaming moments where we'll worship, we'll have a word, we'll preach it, we'll send it out through social media, we'll get it into different places, we'll have some notes, we'll get all that stuff. And we want to encourage you to not give up meeting together. We want to encourage you to get together in smaller numbers and just do church differently. Is that okay? I want to encourage you to be sensible with this, to be wise with it. If, we, if the government says don't meet, we won't meet. If the government says you can meet, we'll meet. Because I think it's a privilege. We get to declare something of the goodness of God. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to keep you up to date. If you haven't given us your details, if you haven't got contact details, please will you do so? We desperately want to keep in touch with you. We don't want you to be socially distanced from us. I hate that terminology, but you know what? We, we, want, we want to keep in touch with you. Can I give, give some practical details about how we are with one another? Look, I'm a hugger. I love hugging people. You know, I'm still happy for you to hug me. But you might not want that, and that's okay. You might not want me to pray for you, put my hands on you. That's fine. Just say. Please don't condemn those that do, but please, those of you who do, be respectful of those who don't. Can we just live and let live? Can we be cool with one another over that? Can we have a, a hug amnesty? Is that all right, if you need it? Can you actually just respect one another? Some of us just feel more comfortable about things like that. There'll be a day when everyone hugs. <sighs> glorious, glorious moments. But until that is there, can we just be respectful of one another? Let me encourage you. And you know, God's gone ahead of us with this. There's so much in the Bible about washing your hands. Whoa, hallelujah. Just wash your hands lots. Seriously, just do it. Just take the time to wash your hands. Take time to think about who you're coughing over. Take time to just make sure that you are doing the things that are really common sense things to do. And we can respect one another and bless one another and show the glory of God in the midst of it. Does that make sense? Those are some practical things that we can do. But you know what? I don't know what's going on with my microphone here, but there we go. We'll get there. Um, I just want to encourage us to show and demonstrate love in every single way that we possibly can. And this is the thing I want to leave you with. Never probably in our generation has there been such an opportunity for the gospel. We live in unprecedented times. Probably in our lifetime, none of us have walked through something like this. Some of you who live through other eras wars and you, you probably you've got things to teach us but I just right now people are open to the gospel and I want to encourage us to share Jesus in word and deed
to preach the gospel, to tell the gospel, to live the gospel. There are thousands out there that will come to Jesus in this. And you are his witness. You. Not just me. You. You. We get the opportunity to say, this is the hope that we have. Do you know what? Seriously, I'll tell you this. Last night, I only popped out to get, because I'd run out of olive oil. I went to the supermarket. It was like a plague of locusts. Locusts had taken the whole thing out. But he was. And I, and, I, and I take this as a provision from God. All the shelves were empty, but there was one bottle of olive oil left on the shelf. It had got my name on it. No, it hadn't. But I had it. And I just want you to know, God will provide. He will provide. I got to the, the checkout, and we were having a laugh about it. And there was a lady behind who obviously was quite cross. And she said, oh, Jesus Christ. I said, do you know what? That's a sweet name, isn't it? And I'm so glad that he's on the throne. And it's a good job he is because we'd be in a mess otherwise. And she looked at me completely shocked. (laughs) But do you know what? I, I just want you to be bold. Who cares? If tomorrow we die, hey, we'll be in glory. And take the moments. If people swear with Jesus Christ, you say, do you know what? He's the name you need right now. Use the moments. Get into the habit of seeing this as a moment of opportunity. You see, fear sees every opportunity as a problem, where faith sees every problem as an opportunity. And that's what we get to do for the glory of God. Are we okay with that, church? Why don't we stand up? Hey, Dapo, can you get your guys up here? We're going to do Cornerstone again. I've already done it, but that's fine. We'll do it again. Who knows? We want to get to sing it for a little while. So I I just want to pray. Guys, has that been okay? Have Have you got something of God's heart with this? Have you genuinely got it? This is our moment in him to shine for his glory. And so right now, Lord Jesus, I want to pray. Pour out your spirit on our land. Holy Spirit, pour out yourself upon us again today. Raise up this generation in courage and light and boldness to live for your glory. Lord, every fear... Every fear that we've known. Lord, we just confess that we are so often full of fear. We just lay it down before you. We say, Lord Jesus, right now, let fear be gone. Let fear go. Jesus, let fear be done with in our lives. Jesus, I want to pray for our nation right now that you would bring hope and life and an awakening that there will be thousands, thousands upon thousands that will step into eternal life with you over these weeks. And may we, may we be those who play our part. And Jesus, right now, I want to pray for every vulnerable person, every person that is feeling isolated or in a place where they're not willing to 
step out. I want to pray, Lord, will you meet with them? Will you protect them? For those who are sick amongst us, I pray, make them well. I pray, will you provide for them? Will you help us to be a caring community? Will you let us be just like those Christians in Rome, willing to sacrifice ourselves that others might live? pray for those on the streets. I pray for those who are vulnerable and poor and needy and weak right now. God strengthen them through us. And I pray, Lord Jesus, for all those who will right now be needing to make decisions. I pray for our leaders. I pray for our government. I pray for Boris Johnson. God bless him. I pray, Lord Jesus, for all those who have to make decisions. I want to pray, give them wisdom filled with faith. I pray for those in the health profession, Lord, who are caring right now. Strengthen them in the name of Jesus. Lord, let us be your health profession. Let us live in the confidence and the goodness of God. I just want to pray right now, Lord, spirit break out. Spirit break out. Spirit break out. Spirit break out. Stir us up. In Jesus' name we pray. Let's sing, my hope is found in nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. Cornerstone. Let's do that.